Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me in. Oh, his love for me. Oh, his love for me. The sunset screen, oh, is free. Yes, I am. 
thank you today for the, your presence today. We thank you for each one that is here. We thank you that, uh, that you have made us your child. Lord, I pray for those, Lord, that, uh, that are hurting, that are uh, outside this house today. God, I just lift up those that are watching online, Lord, and I just pray that your presence would be felt wherever we are. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Alone in my sorrow and dead in my sin, lost without hope, no place to begin. Your love made a way to let mercy come in. When death was arrested, my life began. Ash was redeemed, only beauty. My orphan heart was given. My morning grew quiet, my feet rose to dance. When death was arrested, my life began. Oh, your grace so free washes over me. You have made me.
morning. morning. Y'all hear me okay through this? I haven't used a mic most of the weekend. They said I'm loud enough most of the time. Man, it's great to look out across here and see all these shirts. Uh, it just tells you, and not not everybody, not everybody that helps wearing a blue shirt. I promise you we had way more help than what shows here, but it, what a great weekend that we've had. Uh, Daryl always gives me the opportunity to, I say usually, he may not after this time, but he usually gives me an opportunity after the weekend to come up here and speak, and just to kind of tell you guys maybe about the weekend, about some of the lessons that stuck out, and um, so I, I want to take a minute to do that. Great looking bunch of kids, excited and very thankful to have them this whole weekend. Um, some of our leaders had them more than I did. I took advantage. I'm, I'm now, as youth leaders go, we had six churches involved in Merge Disciple Now this weekend, and I'm the senior youth leader. I don't know how that happened, so in one year, it seemed like I became the senior youth leader. Uh, some of these guys coming in, I'm getting old, I'm 29. I was like, man, I'm basically 40 this year, so I'm getting old quick. But God has used this weekend in a way that none of us saw coming, really. At Merge Disciple Now church camp, and I, and I spoke about this just a minute ago in class, but it usually is a time where we're really seeking kids out and sharing the gospel with them so those that are not saved will turn and come to Christ. Absolutely important. One of the main things we're called to do as Christians. But this weekend, with everything that's going on in this world with technology 
and busy schedules and times that we just can't seem to get things straight, he used this weekend for us to take a time out. Man, I needed it. Huh. Whew, I'm going to get emotional up here. I need it bad. And some of the kids needed it bad. You know, just for us to take a pause and step back and say, God, you are what's important in our life. Let's unplug from everything else for a little while and try that. Uh, Jason, one of our group leaders, um, family of Daryl's and Daniel's and, and, and all half of our church, probably honestly, when you look at it that way, Jason came and one of the great things he did when we started having class, he's like, all right, guys, I'm not going to put up with this. All you men, put your phones on the table over here away from us. And me and Daniel, we're letting Jason kind of lead. We're, we're putting in input where we can find it. But as we're sitting there listening to him teach, and he's going through an hour small group lesson, we had four of those, which was awesome. Me and Daniel's laughing because we're looking on the table, and these phones are beating, buzzing, beeping, lighting up one after another. It looks like a light show going on over here. It's like, this is crazy that in an hour time, I'm going to guess 300 messages between 15 boys' cell phones. And some of it was at 9, 10 at night. I mean, it's, it's amazing how plugged in we are all the time. And God changed that for me this weekend. I can't speak for them. But God just put it on my heart to say, all right, you know what? We're going to take a break. We're going to press pause for this. And we're going to say, how can we grow closer to God? That's one of the questions at the beginning of this book. I asked our boys this. I'm going to say almost a dozen times this week this question. And I'm going to pose this question to you. Because this will really change how you see God and what steps you take uh, in the future. This question is very simple, but so profound. It says, is growing closer to God important to you? And Why would you have to write, read that from the book? I, I, wrote, I read it. I circled it. I underlined it. Because the whole premise of this week falls back to that factor. Is growing closer to God important to you? If the answer is yes... Then the other steps take place. How do we become more engaged in our Bible? How do we learn to pause everything else going on? How do we pray better? Most of our boys, like me growing up, they say, I have problems praying that long. I can't talk that much. I can't talk for an hour. And so we explain to them, just as we had to have explained to us, prayer is not always just us talking. I love to talk. All of them can attest to that, especially on Wednesdays. I don't mind talking. But it's one of those things where you step back and say, prayer is not always just us talking. Matter of fact, most of the time, we should be listening. God is so much more infinitely wiser than we are. We should spend most of the time listening, less time talking. And hopefully, this weekend, the kids learn that as well. If we spend more time listening and learning, we can change our life and those lives around us. We had a speaker come from Bellevue. His name was Ian. Ian, Daryl said he looked like Jesus. He had some long hair. He was different. But he, he started off the weekend, and I thought, I do not envy Ian. Talking to a group of 100 teenagers about them needing to change their life and throw it upside down about how you should read your Bible more and you should pray more. That's the two things he focused his, his uh, two nightly uh, sermons on. One was prayer. One was scripture reading. I don't envy him. That's hard to tell these kids that are so plugged in all the time that have cell phones that they're, you know, imminent disposal right at the palm of their hand. They have all this knowledge that they need right at the tip of their fingers to tell them that isn't the way that God's intended us to be. The wisdom actually lies right here. This, such a, a powerful message, especially for us that's lived it. For those of us that know what it means to be 
drugged down. When I preached last week, I said, you don't know how much you need Jesus until Jesus is all you have. That, that is such a true statement. And some of you guys have lived it. You understand how much you need Jesus in those times. Some of these guys have not seen that yet. Some of them have. But the breakthroughs that we saw this weekend and just some of the kids, even the ones that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that are saved, and they'll come to me and say, I don't know what's going on, but I know God wants to use me more. I said, hey, you're growing. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm growing. God's using me right now. I have to ask myself this same question. That's why I underlined and circled it. It wasn't for them. I circled it for me. Is growing closer to God important to me? And absolutely it is. So what I need to change? I need to wake up in the morning. One of my favorite things that we did with the guys, we went to one of the, we went to the cowboy church yesterday. So we went to three different churches. We went to First Baptist uh, Lepanto. We went to the cowboy church yesterday afternoon. And then we went to uh, First Baptist here in Truman. Three different churches. Usually merges all in Truman. This year we kind of opened it up. There was six different churches, six different youth leaders. And we took the time to just make it more inclusive of other towns to see what kind of pull, what kind of draw we would get. And it helped me. I mean, we got to know a little bit, a few of the people from Cowboy Church. They've got a nice place down there, some nice folks, a really awesome event. And as we're, as we're sitting there going through these lessons, Jason decided in a classroom we've never been in, uh, because this is one of the lessons, he said, all right, guys, turn the lights off, put your cell phones in the box. I'm going to set a timer. We're going to sit here for three minutes in solitude and in silence and just let God speak to us in that. And, man, you're talking about a bunch of jittery teenagers. You can see it on their face. They can say what they want to. But it was sitting there in silence in the dark for three minutes. Some of them can't go three seconds most of the time. So having to do that, I know they were counting down the seconds. Some of you can see it on their face, 69, 68, 67, 66. And it was funny because I, I caught myself, you know, my mind will start to wonder. And we even talked about how our attention spans have shrunk so much. It used to be 24 seconds. And now the average attention spans down to, like, eight seconds. And, you know, we're so distracted and when I taught the guys and what Jason taught the guys is it's okay to be distracted. How do you regain your focus? That's what this is about. And so if you have simple things like this, if I can tell myself this is important for me to grow closer to God, for them to grow closer to God, if we focus on that, then it makes more sense to say, okay, since that's what's important, how do we do that? How do we get into Scripture more? How do we take time to be alone with God? I know the, the gals had a, a good time, too. They stayed at Lindsay and Daniel's house. I, I'm curious, is there anybody that got less than four hours of sleep each night? Raise your hand. Less than three each night. How many of you said you got less than five hours total in two days? Oh, my gosh. So being the, another one with the hand up over there, less than five hours in two days, running on Mountain Dew and just... Caffeine, Red Bull, exactly. I have to tell this story. I wasn't going to tell this story. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm going to tell this story. We are running around at Cowboy Church yesterday. They had funnel cakes. They had uh, cotton candy. <laughs> I'm fixing to make one of my youth mad at me, but I can't help it. We're sitting, <laughs> we're sitting there going through the day, and one of the kids comes through with the cotton candy in his hand, a big old puff of cotton candy. I was like, hey, that's awesome. Did you get funnel cake? He goes, nah, I'm good. I'll just eat this. Cool. We go eat. We get some sugar, you know, whatever Mountain Dew we're drinking. We come back, and he's got another one, another big cotton candy. And I was like, okay, that's a little bit of sugar rush, but okay. It wasn't even 30 minutes later. I see him with another full one in his hand. I said, how many of those have you had? And he goes, five. <laughs> 
I said, oh my goodness. It's like, well, you know what, guys? I'm going to sleep in my bed tonight. You got these kids. And, and Matt and, and uh, Daniel, they did. They, they stayed with these boys in the church. The girls were at Dan- Lindsay and Daniels. I'm so thankful for them. I don't know that, that I could do it, run on two hours of sleep right now. I do feel refreshed. I feel more refreshed in his word than I feel more refreshed in anything else because I'm now more motivated than ever to dive in there and see what he's got next for not only me but for you guys. I'm learning this as I go. You know, as I tell my kids, I've never been a parent before. I'm learning how to do it. I've never been a youth leader before now. I'm learning how to do it. And just like Daryl has to get in the word and see how God can change him and mold him to stay ahead of everybody else, I have to do the same thing for them. And now this just kind of renews my strength in that and knowing that it is important for me to have a closer relationship to God, enough so that it makes a difference in my day-to-day life. And so that's the question I would pose to you guys. That's what I got the most out of this weekend. Growing closer to God is important to me because it's important to me to show them what God has intended for us. And so is growing closer to God important enough to you that it makes a change in your everyday life? In the uh, last session that we just finished up this morning in a small group, there's a circle, and it says, inner circle family and friends, then an outer circle of friends, an outer circle of peers, and a last outer circle of strangers. And this is, who can we basically help reconcile to God? How many people are we affecting with our day-to-day lives? And some of you guys can automatically check off the first inner circle. I don't care to talk to God about them. And some will say, well, my friends, I can talk to God about my friend. I can talk about God to my friends and maybe peers. Does it go all the way out to the last circle? Can you talk to a complete stranger about what God's done in your life? We had the opportunity last night for Lindsay to come in. All the youth came and sit down. Lindsay came and gave her testimony. God uses her in that to encourage these young people that God built her up so much before all the things that happened in her life that were negative that now she's still glowing with positivity most of the time. And she don't feel it half the time. She doesn't understand why. But God's working in her life in that. And this is the same thing I'm trying to show them. You can do this every day. People that you don't know, that you've not seen, people that may, you may not talk to, you just have short interactions with, you have those opportunities to witness to people and say, you know what, God is the most important thing in my life, and growing closer to him is a real thing that I want to do. So um, I just want to thank the church. I know Daryl put it in the bulletin. There's so many people that help with this. We have people that bring food and snacks and, and air up beds and people that stay with the kids and people that help travel. There's just no way it's possible, especially with a group that's grown from, you know, five or six to we had 26 students this weekend. It was it was awesome. We had the biggest group by far, the six churches. And, you know, every single one of these kids, I got to know a little bit better this weekend. And I got, some of them are already looking forward to church camp. Some said they can't wait. Sorry, Cooper's not going to be cotton candy machine there at church camp, but there will be lots of other fun things to do. Um, you know, Dale, Dale, Anna brought his um, funnel cake thing down and fed, I don't know, he probably did 100 funnel cakes yesterday, 80 something of them, just to different people. It was amazing the amount of people that want to be involved. When they see young people that are excited about God, they get excited. That's what will grow the church. You know, we talk about these different things that are happening in these different churches, how these people are going to places and the revivals are breaking out. When we have young people willing to step up and say, I love God, I want to grow closer to God, how encouraging is that to a church? It's so encouraging to me. And so 
I guess my proclamation to you guys, I'm hoping you just don't stop. Use this. Keep this. Make it a habit in your life of waking up each morning to say, I'm going to start my day with God. I'm going to unplug just a little bit. I'm going to use this time to refocus and say, hey, my relationship with God is the most important thing. What do I have to do now to help make that stronger? And guess what? It'll, it'll grow. It'll make your relationship stronger in your school, in your friend group, in your basketball teams, in your, in your youth group, in your church. And then it changes cities. And then it changes nations. It's not that complicated. When, when young people decide they don't care what everybody else thinks and they care what God thinks, that's what affects everyone else. That's one of y'all, isn't it? I'm just kidding. We, we've, had, we've had a ploy for cell phones all week long. They, they are one of the greatest inventions. They are also one of the greatest hindrances that keep us from true worship with God because we're always connected. Jay said this morning he takes his cell phone and puts it in another room at night, and he decides when he's going to go pick it up because that makes it where he controls the cell phone instead of the cell phone controlling him. That's deep for me. You know, I'm, the one that, I'm one of those that put it right beside my bed. Who's going to call me? Somebody may want to buy a car. I got a call. I got to answer this. It may be 10 o'clock at night. I'm going to pick it up. But truthfully, does it control us sometimes? When this is what's supposed to guide our life. This right here. I'm so thankful for the weekend. I thank you guys. I hope I didn't take up too much time, Daryl. I just want to, to just encourage you guys that God is here. I feel God here every week. And he's moving in these kids. He's moving in me. He's moving in some of these parents and these adults that are willing to give up their weekends to help. God's changing our lives and their lives through it. And I, I welcome you. I invite you to be a part of it. That's all we hope and pray. Any of you guys want to say anything about the weekend? I, don't, I, I, told, I warned a few of you. I'm going to invite you up. You want to say something? You want to say something? Come on. I'll give you a second. Anybody else? We'll make time. Yeah, Daryl said we'll make time. This is Duke and Reagan. Duke said it didn't matter. He could pray in front of 3,000 people if he had to. It doesn't bother him at all. We're going to see about just speaking in front of about 50. I mean, he only got five hours of sleep. That's All right, here you go. Um, so, what do I want to talk about? All right, so yesterday when we was in church, and he was talking about how, like, that, I'm thinking, hold on. All right, he was talking about how is that even though you've been baptized and you say you worship the Lord and stuff, but that doesn't mean that you still are taking the right path and you're on the wrong path. So, you know, me... I'm young, so, you know, sometimes I don't make the right decisions, so, you know, I had to go talk to Aaron, and we had to pray, because everybody wants to become a better person, you know, and they want to get better, so you sometimes you got to just look and ask the Lord for you to be better, and, yeah, so that's what me and him was talking about. Okay, I said I would never talk in front of this many people, so that's how you know this is God. This is God talking, so, because I'm shy, if you don't know. But this weekend was really eye-opening to me, because it wasn't stuff that we haven't heard before, like we've heard our whole life, like pray, read your Bible, all this stuff, but it was like reminders, and like, they gave us ways to like remember how to pray, like, like 
what to talk about to God because sometimes it is hard because we don't want to talk just about ourselves, but we don't know what else to talk about. So they gave us like things to talk about. They gave us the Lord's Prayer to talk about. I was going to bring my Bible. I have so many scriptures that we talked about this weekend. It was very fun, very great. I annotated. It was really fun for me. It made me feel better. Like, I just feel so, like, revived. Like, we are the revival. Us youth, we, we are the revival. Like, our generation is what's next. And I think we should continue this, this feeling for the rest. So, love y'all. I knew you couldn't resist. I told him all weekend he's going to get up here. He said, I'm not. Yes, you are. I'll just say one thing. Uh, first off, it was just such an honor and a privilege to get and to come to uh, this and spend the weekend with the youth. Just awesome. I enjoyed all the interaction. Um, I feel like every uh, young man got something out of it. Every young woman did. But what I would say to the congregation is just, you know, we spend a lot of time saying, stuff like, oh, this younger generation, you know, they're just so bad. And we've kind of said that all down through the generations, and we talk about how bad the world's getting. But I just want to speak to these kids, like, the Word says that you guys were born for such a time as this. And so you guys have a great calling on your life in the times that we live. And for us older people, I'm going to include myself in that, I'm older now, our job is to train these kids up. You know, to come alongside of them. I love that, Reagan, that you guys are the revival. But that doesn't mean that we have to miss out on it. We can join in on that. And they need instruction from us. They need the wisdom of us walking through years with the Lord to help them on their journeys. So that's just what I would say to the congregation. And thank you, guys. All right, just in closing... Um, but for what I have, I'm not going to close the whole service, Daryl. You can finish that out. <laughs> better, be clear, better be careful. Um, just in closing, I want to, in everything that we do here, every time we meet God here, he's here in this place with us. Ask yourself that same question. Is growing to closer to God important to you? Is it important enough for you to sing praises to him when we're here as a group? Is it important enough to participate in some of the things that we're, we're fixing to partake in as these actions of saying, I am a proud follower of Christ, and I know that Christ died for me, and I, I can't love him enough for it, and he loves me through it all. That's, that's just one of the things that just kind of stands out to me for the week. Are we, are we proficient enough? Are we proud enough? Are we happy enough? You know, where's our joy come from? Are we glad enough to do that with each other? Sometimes we come to church because it's a thing we feel like we have to do. We don't have to. And God... He chooses to let us. That was one of the things we talked about. He chooses to let us worship him. We should be joyful in that and happy in that. The creator of all the universe allows us to do these things. So just as I'm, I'm still figuring this out with them, I know a lot of you guys are trying to figure this out in your own lives, but I would just say that's a great start. Is, God's, is my relationship with Christ important to me? That's a great place to start. Everything else will fall into place from that. The pause, the figuring out what's next, how much Bible reading do I have to use? Uh, how much time do I spend in prayer? And then what's after that? The thing we talked about this morning was press and play. What's next? And I think, I don't even have to say it. You can tell from the few that came up here, they're figuring that part out. What's next? They're ready for it. And uh, I'm glad to be a part of it.
Y'all just did just did a great job, great 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 weekend. I just uh, I was I was in and out here here and there. Matt, it seems like to me I sound a little loud. I don't. I, I've been a teenage boy. I do not remember smelling like that. <laughs> I don't know what my parents would say, or or what my sisters would would say. Go home. Jason was up here. This, that was Jason Cruz. He is my older sister's son. So when you get home, ask Carol, did he smell like that? <laughs> I made up my mind uh, yesterday and, and all through getting ready for the service that we're not going to rush through it. Everything this morning will be different. We're not going to do the same old thing. I'm not going to preach. <laughs> hey, uh, I feel more like praying than preaching. Okay. So that's what we're going to, going to do. But I'm gonna I'm not going to rush into it. All right, we're we're not going to rush. Uh, we're going to. Uh, I really I'm not doing this just because the title is pause. But uh, that's really not unfamiliar with me at at all. It's, it's you've heard me say this before. I want church to be like that. When you come into the Lord, when you come into this place, I want this place to be different. I know what your life is. I live that too. I know what stress is. I know what your schedule is. I know what your life is. And so intentionally, we try to make church very different than that. So we try not, try not to rush through. So this morning, we're going to do a lot more praying than anything else. We are going to uh, be taking communion. We do not like to just tack it on to the end. We, like, uh, we don't like to go through all the other stuff in church. Oh, yeah, wait a minute. We've got to do communion. We don't like to do that. We like for the service to lead up to it. And that's, that's exactly what we're going to do. In uh, 1 Corinthians 11, I think it's verse 28, when Paul is talking to the Corinthian church about communion, the instruction that he gives is that, that we should all examine ourselves. And that's exactly what this time is going to be. As we lead up to communion, as we pray, that's, that's what we're doing. We're going to examine, look at ourselves, not the people beside us, me, okay? I want to talk about a few things about prayer before we pray. It's kind of an, kind of an extended prayer time. Let me say this, this is not spiritual at all, kind of a logistical thing. I, I get the feeling sometimes when we have altar prayer, when we, when we open the altars for, for prayer, when we have prayer time, I, I get the sense sometimes that you might feel like that you've got to stop your prayer when the song stops, okay? I don't know that you feel that way, but I get the feeling you feel that way. Let's don't feel that way because that's not true. Uh, the length of your prayer has nothing to do with the length of the song. The band can continue to play, all right? Don't feel like, and, and uh, with that, I think there are times when you may be, uh, you feel the Holy Spirit drawing you to pray, but we're coming toward the end of the song, and you haven't come yet, but you still feel the, feel the draw to come and pray, and you think, well, all right, we're coming to the end of the song, I'll just wait. Can we all get out of the habit of don't wait? Don't wait. In fact, I'll ask you, 
when the Holy Spirit's moving with you and on you and speaking to you, what on earth are you waiting for? Why would you wait? Well, I know there's, we come up, well, they're coming to the end of the song. Stop that. The band can play another song. And in honor of that, this morning when we pray, we're going to play two songs, all right? And it doesn't matter if we have to play three. We're not going to rush through this. Do you understand? Praying has nothing to do with the length of the song. All we need is people and Jesus. And we can have church. We need people and Jesus. And that's all that we need. Okay? Let me talk about a few things before we pray. What may be going on with you? I know what's going on with me. The first one is, are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? I realize probably most of us are. Are you a Christian? Have you ever asked Jesus to save you? Jesus, I'm lost. I've sinned. I need somebody to save me. I can't do it on my own. I need somebody to save me. Have you ever asked Jesus to save you from your sins? Simple as that. If you're here this morning and you know, and you may not have understood it at the time, you still may not understand it now, but the Holy Spirit's been drawing you, speaking to you, talking to you about that. It's time to be saved. You've been to church, you've put it off, you've been through the prayer time and come to the end of the song and say, oh well, I'll just wait. And there's the lie of the devil right there, the waiting. Well, I'll just wait. See, the devil doesn't really tell us, don't be saved. He tells us, he whispers in her, I'll just wait. You can do it next week. You can do it next time. What on earth are you waiting for? Do you want to be saved? Then come up here and say, I want to be saved. I'm not going to complicate it more than that. I'm going to be here. Aaron's going to be here. A lot of adults here. A lot of people who lead. I want to be saved. I'm ready. I'm ready to be saved. The next one is this is this is where I'm at. The Genesis chapter three talks about our first parents, Adam and Eve, and something that that the Bible calls walking with God. And that's what they did. Apparently they had the habit of walking with God in the cool of the day. One day they didn't show up and God said, Adam, where are you? But that's when the Bible, the, the first time the Bible uses the analogy of our relationship with God being a walk. Okay. I am looking, praying about my next step in my walk. It's not going to be anything like yours our lives are not that much the same. But have you been dealing with the next step? You've been where you are for quite a while. You've been where you are long enough spiritually. And you're ready for the next step. But Lord, I don't know what that is. 
I don't know where that next step leads me. I don't know where I'm going. I just know that this walk with the Lord is step by step. And he doesn't do this for me any more than he does for you. He doesn't show me way down the path. I don't have any idea. I don't know five years from now, ten, ten, I, don't, I don't have any idea. I don't know way, way down the path. I just know that I'm working on right now, I'm working on right now my next step. I suspect that some of you are too. Lord, I've been here long enough. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to grow. I'm ready for that next step. Now, this is the only prayer time we're going to have. And uh, often, almost every week, when we close our services, we pray for each, each other. And so we're going to do that this morning, too. Um, now, you may be here and you think, well, you know, what's going on with me doesn't really have anything to do with what you just said. I'm already a Christian. I, I, I pretty much know what the next step is. That's fine. There's all kinds of other re reasons, though, other things going on that you need to come and pray. Come and pray. And we also pray for each other. So at the end of the service, we're going to sing a hymn just like the disciples did. But we're not going to pray for each other at the end. We're going to do that now. So if you have somebody that's, if your burden this morning is not really so much you as is somebody else. Great. That's good. And so you want to come and pray for somebody else. And sometimes we call that standing up and standing in. And so sometime during the next two songs, I'm going to ask the, ask the band to go ahead and come. Sometime during the next two songs, I want you, you're going to stand up and stand in. You're going to stand up here. You can go ahead and have a seat on the front seat if you want to until the end. But when we get to the end of prayer, we're going to gather around and pray for each other. And that's for those who are standing up and standing in. You just want to come up and wait, wait until the end. Uh, I asked Sherry Russell if we could pray for her, and I'm going to ask her and Mark to go ahead and come on up. Y'all can have a seat or stand up, whatever you want to do. But I've asked her. I, I have a burden for her, okay? So I asked her to come. I'm going to ask the congregation to stand. If you're ready to be saved, and you, and you know you are, and you've run out of reasons to wait, you just come on up and say, I'm ready. If you're praying about that next step, God, what is next? What do you want me to do next? Come and pray. If you've got a burden for just anything else going on with you, which is a lot, you need to come and pray. And then if you have that burden for someone else, I'm going to stand up here in place of for someone else. invite you to do that. We're going to sing two songs, and we'll do three or four. If you need to come and pray, come.
souls just erupt into praise. When you come around dry bones, come to life, deserts, paradise, stones just start rolling away. When you come around the heart stops to beat again, lungs stretch to bring you in, souls just erupt into praise. You're the God of the breakthrough When I'm breaking down You'll be working a way through When there's no way out This one thing I know You're still on your throne So whatever I'm feeling I've still got a reason to praise Praise Still got a reason to praise, praise, praise. I still got a reason to praise. Cause should the God of the breakthrough, when I'm breaking down, you'll be working away. continue to pray I'm, I'm going to ask the congregation to sit for a little bit just take a little bit of break we're going to continue to pray and I'm going to ask Sherry to stand up here if there's anybody else that you're come up here praying in standing in for someone I want you to come on up here there's somebody on your heart you're standing in for them I want you to do that I think you're probably standing in for Tiffany Tiff, Tiffany's going in maybe this week for uh, to have a baby baby boy there's somebody else that you just somebody's on your you can tell me if you want to you don't have to I'm praying my burden for Sherry is for about a hundred different things okay Father, we just believe that prayer is important because we get our back up against the wall and we don't know what else to do and where else to turn. And we just don't know, sometimes we don't know what else to say. And so we, we pray. And Father, we lift up to you these people that are on our heart. We've been, been praying for ourselves. I need to pray for myself. I need, to know, I need to know what the next step is. God, I need to know what you want me to do next. But I need to pray for friends of mine and loved ones of mine and and people that I care care about it's 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 painful for us to watch other people in pain it's hard for us to watch other people going going through a hard time and uh, so much of it we just can't do anything about if we could we we would 
so we come to you in prayer, and we know that you can do great things. With man, it's impossible. With God, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible for you. I don't know what you will do, but I know what you can do. And there's nothing you can't do. Father, help us to pray in faith and believing and trusting in you and knowing that you've got the situation in hand. You've got it under control. Uh, you've got it. And Lord, help us to remember that. I think that's one thing church does. It helps us to remember that. Don't forget that. And so we pray for each other. We love each other and help us to do that more and more. Help us to not ever be ashamed to stand up here in honor of and helping for someone else. We love you, Lord, and, and we uh, end this part of the prayer by saying in Jesus' name, amen.